This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zins, Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. Ira, how you doing, my friend? You doing good? Greetings from Sacramento. Weather, weather sunny outside. I actually looked out my window. They lit the beam after they won yesterday in against the Clippers down in Los Angeles. So they're feeling good about their team. And I think, Big O, we should be feeling good about the NBA. And I wrote about it today because Joe Dumars' ruling in the fight, scuffle, brouhaha, whatever you want to call it, that it wasn't David Stern's day. And you remember this because you were there. When P.J. Brown stepped one inch on the court and he suspended for a game. And guys couldn't move off the bench, even get out of their seats. There was so much common sense there at the end. Yes, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, Caleb Martin left the bench. But they didn't exacerbate the situation. They were there as peacekeepers. They stayed mostly out of the way. In David Stern's NBA, the Heat would have had like six players available tonight. Instead, we get to see relatively legitimate basketball. And let's face it, the Jimmy Butler chokehold and re-chokehold probably deserves a penalty anyway. So he sits tonight here in Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. I don't I the suspensions that did happen, I don't have a problem with them. I, I get it. I totally understand it. And I agree. They did. They did handle it the uh, the right way, but although, although Thomas Bryan is peacemaker, I, I Thomas, I know what you were trying to say, but oh my yeah. god, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> Again, I don't, I don't have a problem with the suspensions. We're I'm fine with the suspensions uh, that were given. It is it is what it is. I was actually more uh, proud of the team that they didn't fold at that moment. That your leader goes off and you continue and you finish out the game. To me. That's what stood out, and I know uh, Bam. I think mentioned it after that 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 uh, that Jimmy would be proud of that, and and I completely agree with him on that one. That that to me is what stood out. Is okay. The the shit hit the fan. They're going to be pissed. You're frustrated too. What happens here? Do your emotions get the best of you, and you lose your concentration, or do you stay focused? And I kind of like what I've seen at the end of the break. And to start the break. And here's what's interesting because on our accurate Pembroke Pines report, it's been a couple of years about super role player Bam Adebayo. But yes, with Jimmy out, with Tyler out the last hundred seconds, Bam had to be the man and was the man. He was. Well, four quarter points with three of the Heat's 11 block shots. And Big O, this goes back to something you and I have spoken about now for months, and I still don't know the answer. Whether Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, and Jimmy Butler can coexist and all be at their best. We saw Bam at his best when Jimmy was out and when Tyler was out. But the three of them together still haven't found lockstep where they could all be their best version. So I thought it was very interesting. Jimmy goes out, 11 minutes to go, Bam steps up. Tyler goes out, 140 to go, Bam steps up more. Is Bam on a bio at a point where even if Jimmy is on the court and even if Tyler is on the court, he goes, no, me, feed the beast. We still are waiting for that. No, I, I get that. But, you know, while you're talking about all of this, my problem with this, uh, when I look at that whole scenario and that equation, I say, Bam Adebayo, reliable, reliable, reliable. Yes. Jimmy Butler, reliable, reliable. When he wants to play, of course. Reliable, reliable, reliable. What I mean by is they do their thing every time. When I look at Tyler, I can't call him reliable. I can't call him consistent. 
I can't call him reliable. He got injured again. Yes, I knew right. you were going to bring it up, and I, I, I you know what, Bigo? I keep telling you. I, mean, I keep telling you that each time is a freak injury. But you know what? When you get to 10 times freak, it's like you yeah. go to the carnival, and you keep getting the small prizes, and then you trade up for super prize. Tyler keeps getting super prize of injuries. It, it's too frequent. Maybe it's his body structure. Maybe it's his workout regimen or not. Maybe it's just sort of innate that he's the unlucky maybe guy. Like in a, green. In the, maybe he's your teal green dude. He just jinxed. You know, what, what was it? The um, pig pen character in Charlie Brown that he always has the, uh, the, 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 the rain over his head and the big cloud. Maybe yeah. that's who Tyler is. But you know what? As soon as that happened. No, I think of my family and everyone first, but I thought of Big O when I said, oh, man, we're going to talk about this in our Accurate Pembroke Pines report because it's another one. And Big O is going to tell me, Ira, if this happens now, it's going to happen in the playoffs because yeah. every year since the bubble, it's happened in the playoffs. And you know what, Big O? It gets harder and harder for me to make the argument it won't because it keeps happening. It keeps happening, unfortunately. And he's streaky, too, offensively. He's not consistent enough offensively for my liking. So if you're, you know, if if you're going to be inconsistent with your body, at least when you're playing, I need you to be lights out all the time, and you're not. And so, I, I you you see, at least with Butler, when he's out or not playing or whatever, okay, I deal with it. But when he wants to come back and he wants to play and be an mf'er, yeah, going to be a mother effer, and you're not going to stop him. And that that. And then that's what erases all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But it, 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 there's no give and take with Tyler, bro. There's just unreliability on a consistent basis. That's why I keep telling you, I don't give a shit about his feelings anymore. Put his ass to the bench. You know, I'd rather have Duncan starting, if anything, or whatever you want to do, any other combinations you want to work. But I think he's always better off the bench. So that way... You're not constantly effing with the starting lineup because your unreliable player is out again. And then that forces your coach to adjust again and the team to adjust. Man, let's have him off the bench. That way, if he's not there, well, then it's a different group of players coming off the bench and that's it. But the starters got to be people you can rely on, man. No, you know what? It's like I feel like the defense attorney. My client keeps telling me what crimes he committed. And I'm like, stop it. I can't defend you anymore. It's getting harder. Busquets of this interview. Yeah, it's getting it's getting harder and harder to 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 pull it off and to say, hey, this is our guy we're riding with him. Look, a third wheel is still a third wheel. He's not he's not Bam. He's not Jimmy. They're the lead men. But as you know, in the NBA, your third wheel has to be dynamic, like it was for the Heat with the Big Three, the Celtics championship team. You have to have that reliable third player, like Jovic. That's too young, twenty. He's like in, he's like the soccer under nineteen team. He's dynamic. Okay, he's in my developmental program. It might prove to be Jaime Hawkins Jr. The okay. four-year collegian who's coming and shows a maturity. Maybe it proves to be Terry Rozier if he plays like he did with the Hornets. Maybe it's someone else. The teams that are on the cusp are always searching. My perfect example would be this. Last year, the Heat played the Denver Nuggets in the finals. We know Jokic's best player were among the best players in the league. We know Jamal Murray, dynamic presence when healthy. And in that series, Aaron Gordon stepped up and was a difference maker. That's what the Heat has to find. That guy through an entire seven-game series, through an extended stretch who could be that guy, and we're still looking and wondering, could it be, might it be, should it be? You waffle like that, and it shows you you sort of have two. But see, here's the thing. You waffle, and we all waffle with Tyler, right? 
Do you waffle with Jaime? No. no he, he is what he is, and his ceiling might not be as high as Tyler's. I'll put it this way. When but his cojones are bigger. But when Tyler's at his best, he can be a four, he can be a 40-point scorer. You'd agree with that. But Tyler's at his lights-out shooting best. Jaime's ceiling is probably a 30-point scorer. But maybe that's what you need on a team that doesn't score a lot, is going to defend anyway. That's the difference. Maybe you don't need the Jamal Crawford or the Lou Williams. You need the combo of offense and at least some defense. Yeah, big O, it's a conundrum. The MRI is coming today on Tyler's knee. I don't expect anything major. I think he'll play during this road trip. But again, like you always talk about, the seed of doubt. And the seed of doubt is back. No, and and when I look at Jovic, as young as he is, I look at him and I go, this mother effer is, not, is unfazed. Uh, whatever he's doing, whoever he's He's faced, not ready, but he's still I, too raw. I get he's raw, but I don't give a shit about raw at the moment. What I give a shit about is your mental makeup. And when I look at Jovic, I see a Heat player. When I look at Jaquez, oh, my God, that's a Heat player by yes. miles. Yes. And so when I look at Tyler, I don't see Heat player. I don't see a guy that's a dog with an edge. You know, we just live with that scowl from the bubble, but he doesn't back it up physically. Where I see Jaquez, I, that moment when he defended LeBron, Tyler doesn't have that moment in his entire career. And we're talking about a baby that just got into the league and had that moment already. And with Jovic, I also see it, whether it's rebounding, passing, shooting. I, I You want to get bigger and longer, which is something that Riley loves. Jovic is, my God, he's exactly... If, if, if I'm doing my heat culture ratings, obviously I have Jimmy there, I have Bam there, we have Caleb Martin there, we have Haywood Highsmith there, we have Jaime yeah. Hawkins there. And you know who's rising with a star also? Duncan Robinson. Yeah. Between yeah. Jalen Brown and stepping yeah. up and taking defensive challenges and not always settling for the three and getting involved and sticking his nose in there. So you know what? Where maybe we expected that Tyler rise, shockingly almost, and God bless him, Duncan Robin. let's be honest, Big O. Duncan Robinson has shown us something. I think you and I both agree we weren't sure that he had this side to him, and he's come no. through this season and shown it. No. Do, do you know the segment I had last week? I, I think you did. You make it a segment, Sean, uh, on Duncan Robinson. I said he's the next UD. That's what he's turning into. He's turning into the next Udonis Haslam for maybe this the team. white chocolate version. But okay, it's not the same kind of player. What I mean is, he came out of nowhere. He turned himself into one heck of a player because the guy two years ago that really wasn't complete offensively and was nothing defensively, now is complete offensively. Now he passes the ball, he rebounds, he sets people up, he runs without, he you know, he, he can run around without the ball, help you out in so many different ways. And now on defense, he'll rebound, he'll get in people's way, he has a little edge to him. He does. He is getting there. But let's face it. If we're talking about one of your favorite films, one of my favorite films, remember the Anchorman fight when everyone showed up with their four guys? If right. I'm showing up with my four guys, it's still going to be Jimmy. It's still going to be him. It's still going to be Caleb. And it's still going to be Haywood. Maybe oh. Duncan will be remaining in the car if we need someone else to come out there. But what I'm saying is Duncan's making that move. That he'd already have those players. But it is nice to see. But again, the heat toughness and culture. Some guys can wear that culture jersey across their chests, and it works for them. Other guys wear the culture, and you're saying, 
I still need to see it a little bit more. I agree with that part. I think if Duncan finishes out his career here, by the time he's gone from the guy that just became a shooter, and then we said, well, he's kind of limited, bro. That's all he can do. Then he's turned himself into a complete basketball player. And then he's had moments, too, where he's shown his his share of toughness of fighting through adversity, not the kind of UD toughness, P.J. Brown toughness. Don't misunderstand. I'm talking about mental and even some physical where he takes the punishment and he's still fighting through it all. He almost had his elbow disconnected. He came back to shoot five of six from three-point range the next night. True. You know, I, I think Duncan has gotten to the point that by the time he's done, he's going to be so beloved that it's going to be UD-like in that sense. Not Okay, so, so hold, up, hold up for a second. Hold up for a second. Sean, I, want, Sean okay. I want you to mark this down. That on Monday, February 26th, Orlando Alzagari of the Big O Show said, Duncan Robinson's number 55 will be retired by the Heat. Sean, save the clip, please. It could it, That could also happen. That could also happen. That's a possibility because he is he's proven to be pure heat from the get-go. And if he just continues, all he's done is grow as a player, dude. And we had the guy two years ago is a shell of what of what he is now. That guy, that guy was that guy was making his way out of the out of the out of the Miami Heat. Now we're talking about a guy that has become priceless now. Now we're talking about a guy you need. You have to have on your team. I agree. His skill set. And have to have on the floor, not just on your team. You have to have him on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And his skill set, no one else has. No one, not even Tyler Hero, can shoot consistently like he can from three-point range. Nobody can do what Duncan does. And so that's, to me, that's how far I'm going with Duncan, that you got to give him the love for turning his entire career around and now heading into a trajectory that's going to be as a beloved Heat player. I think that's enormous. I don't no, know. You I'm have not- UD up there in the rafters, the all-time leading rebounder. Dwayne Wade is the all-time leading scorer. Maybe, And obviously, Duncan Robinson is the all-time leading three-point shooter. Right. And he's going to add points for many years to come. And threes for many years. Absolutely. So he's, he's going to be one of our all-time leading scorers when it's all said and done if he finishes his career here. You know what I'm saying? Because he's going to score a lot of points, man. I'm just saying that we have to understand that Duncan, what Duncan Robinson has done is so magnificent. It's it's not even funny how how the change that that man has made. I, I just, I got nothing but respect for him. I really so, Sean, do. mark it down when the 2030 Acuras are out and Duncan's 2055 goes to the rafters. This is the day. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and by the way, the other thing I told you, I love how they finished the break, and I love how they're starting the break. And I, I just feel like they're, you know, obviously Jimmy's coming to play. Sure. And so that I, I really like what I'm seeing now. I'm seeing a, a hungry Heat team, you know, from top to bottom. I like that. No, I, I agree. It, it, there was a doubt after the seven-game losing streak, and yet we all knew something was going to turn around. The East is still a bear. We don't know how far Philly falls when Embiid comes back. Indiana, I thought, would come back. They had a huge win last night against Dallas. They're questionable. Orlando lost yesterday. So it's going to be playing or not playing. But again, Big O, more than where you are in the seedings, will you be playing your best ball going into the playoffs? The Heat are trending in that direction. By the way, somebody's asking, good question, because I, I, I didn't know that. I didn't follow up. Did the Pelican fan get banned from the arena? 
You know, usually when you get ejected just for once, if it's benign, it's just shouting back and forth. It's just an ejection. It's not one of those lifetime things. There was nothing thrown. There was no fight. It was just a, a bit too cantankerous. So I don't think it's a lifetime ejection. I think maybe just next time, maybe just don't show up in the heat jersey. Okay. All right. Sounds, uh, sounds good. All right. What else you got going on? On uh, Oh, by the way, what do you think about the Kings game tonight? Well, again, I want to see. I'm about to go to shoot around. Uh, and Tyler here had the MRI. Terry Rozier is getting very close. He looked very good in practice yesterday. I think one of those two will play. This Heat team has a way when they're shorthanded with no Jimmy. You know what? You plug Jaime Hawkins Jr. in there, you still play. The Heat have a favorable trip from this standpoint, Big O. Three times on this trip, they're getting a team coming off back-to-back when they're rested. It happened in New Orleans. They won the game. Sacramento, tough game last night against the Clippers. They're on the second night of a back-to-back. The Heat are rested. When they play Denver on Thursday, Denver is hosting Sacramento on Wednesday. So the back-to-back factor is real. So I think even without Jimmy, it gives the Heat a good chance tonight. So I see a competitive game. Look, when when this trip started, and you were talking about New Orleans and Sacramento and Portland and Denver, I said, get out of here at 2-2. and Get your last West Coast trip done. You're being in shape. It looks like that two and two is eminently possible. And I think we might be looking at three and one as well. So I think it's setting up well for them. By the way, I'm not going to get too much into this. Uh, I've talked about it in the past, but um, I um, I feel terrible for everybody involved. The young man that got hit, I feel bad for Haywood Highsmith. I, I just feel like it was a situation. Unfortunate, yeah. Yeah, for everybody. You know, we all have kids. We've all been in this situation. You're on a dark road. There's no lights. You don't know what's going on. What what bothered me, the TMZ story, this really bothered me, said that Haywood Highsmith barreled into the car. The police report said he was doing 45 in a 40. And I think sometimes they add a little there so they could cite an infraction. Big O, let's be honest. Every one of us, if it's 35 in a 30, 45 in a 40, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying what happened is something that ever should happen, but that wasn't barreling. In South Florida, if you're driving 45, you're in the slowest of slow lanes. So I just hate how the thing was cast. And no one, except the person involved, feels worse than Haywood Heisman. But you know what? You drive past all those billboards on 95, on 826, and 836. We're a very litigious state. It's going to wind up being that way. Haywood will have to go to court in the civil case. I didn't even want to write that story because you know what, Big O? Everyone sues everyone in Florida. It's just we are here. So to say someone is facing a civil trial, it doesn't necessarily mean fault or anything wrong. Anyone can sue anyone. I do know this. Haywood Highsmith wants the best possible outcome for everyone involved in that incident and feels terrible about it. Now his agent and his lawyers take over. It, it, listen, it's what happened to Haywood could have happened to any one of us. Oh, absolutely. Every yeah. time, you know, Big O, you send your daughter out. I send my son out when they just learned to drive and they're young. If you haven't seen every any, every situation, situations can find you. Absolutely. Exactly. And and I've mentioned it a couple of times. If anybody's ever met Haywood Highsmith. Nicest person. Nice. That's as stand up a young man as you'll meet mature beyond his years. If you've met him, you know that he must be feeling like shit now. And a person who lives in Southwest Dade, far from the arena. Yeah, and he lives in Southwest Dade, far from the arena, just to be with his kid. So he knows what's important in life also. Absolutely. Yeah. And now he has to live with it too. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Of course, not like the victim. Let's be honest. It's still not. different. But still, I, I think empathy for all involved is the way for yeah. outside people to think. I yeah. just kind of feel bad for everybody and – 
And uh, obviously, and that young man was helping somebody else. And right. then, you know, it just, it's, it's really sad. All right. Follow him on Twitter at Ira Heapy. Catch his work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Ira, as always, thank you, my brother. And may the Panthers overtake your Rangers. You know, things like that might happen. But going back to your previous segment, but if the Heat win tonight in Sacramento, I'll get my phone finger on, finger on and I'll storm the court anyway. Hopefully I don't take anyone out. Catch you next week. You got it, Ira. Thank you. Don't take anybody out, man. Oh, God, yes. Don't do that. Storm the court, but don't take people out. All right, Acura Pembroke Pines, baby. They got the customer appreciation sales event going on. So take advantage. They're at 15601 Pines Boulevard, just off of I-75 in Pines. The 2024 Integra, 329 a month. The 2023 TLX is 399 a month. The 2024 RDX $459 a month, and the MDX $2024 $499 a month. Get on down there. They got a large selection of certified pre-owned vehicles. And if you own or lease an Acura, no place better to get it serviced than at Craig Zinn's Acura Pembroke Pines. Go see Mike Chen or Jordan Ferber, two great guys. They run it there. They do an awesome job. And tell them that Big O sent you. They'll take care of you at Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. You've been listening to the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report with Ira Winderman. When you're looking for award-winning service and great deals from the number one volume Acura sales dealership in the Southeast United States, you go to Craig's in Acura of Pembroke Pines at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. Ooh, Jay, I forgot about that. I got to ask him next time about Duncan and Bradley. That's a good one. I forgot about Damn it, I forgot about asking him that. Sorry, Jay. I will get to that next week. I will get to that. We did talk a lot of Duncan there at the end. I uh, I got nothing but love for what Duncan's done. Because I was the first guy to tell you, this guy's too limited. He can only shoot. He can't pass. He can't play without the ball in his hands. He can't dribble. He can't defend. He can't rebound. And he changed all of that. It's one of the greatest turnarounds i have ever seen a player do in sports here in south florida history duncan robinson's turnaround because he wasn't a good basketball player he's become a good basketball player that's just awesome can't say enough about what i've seen from that from that young man so there you go uh, Big O, when the Dolphins win the Super Bowl, I predict all of Miami-Dade County will shut down for one day. All of South Florida should shut down for one day. Just party in the streets. That's it. Do you know how crazy this town's going to be the day the Dolphins win a Super Bowl? You've seen heat championships. You've seen Canes. Some, well, some of you have seen heat championships, Canes championships, Marlins championships. But you've never seen a Dolphins championship. And if it ever happens, this town will go upside down. It'll be like something that's never been witnessed or experienced. So, yeah, it would be pretty awesome. Uh, Big O, the destruction of the nuclear family and social media have been devastating the society in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah, but you still have to make the right decisions. You know what I mean? It's still up to you. 
I get we had social media. I, I saw Papa say kids would have done the same thing or even worse back then if they had social media. That's just the difference. Actually, you're wrong on that end, Papa. You know why? Parents were better then. Back then, you could get your ass kicked, Papa. See, you, you, you got to have context. When you say shit like that, Papa, and you pull stuff out of your ass, you need to first think about it. You got spanked in school. You got beaten up at home. There, there were layers that prevented you from being bad. Okay? Those layers are gone. You can't touch your kid. I've never hit my daughter. Ever. I mean, now she's 24 years old, so, you know, it's a little late now. But, you know, when she was a kid, it's take the phone away. It's you can't watch television. It's take toys away. It's that that that's the that's how you cripple a kid nowadays. You can't you can't hit a kid nowadays. So you 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 couldn't be more wrong, Papa. Okay. You got spanked in school, and then you got your ass kicked because you got spanked in school. And if you did something wrong at home, your mom leveled your ass or your dad leveled your ass. Or a neighbor grabbed you by the ear and dragged you to your house. How do you like them apples, Papa? Try and see what your parents will do nowadays if another parent across the street grabs somebody else's kid by the ear and drags him over and says, hey, your kid was doing this, that. You know what happens? They transfer the ear from one hand to the other and say, thank you. Wah, ba, boom, ba. You don't know what the hell you're talking about, Papa. I don't know what world you grew up in, but I grew up in a world that when you got out of line, you got a foot in your ass. Not sure what world you grew up in, Bubba. I just talked about this the other day, Papa. Just talked about this. I'm 57. You don't touch a gun when you were young. And I had guns lying all over my house. Never touched it. You know why, Papa? <laughs> Papa was going to beat my ass. And I knew it. That line was there different world my brother please don't compare us to kids nowadays don't even try okay don't even try yeah we did stupid shit yeah we did crazy shit but we didn't do the stupid shit that they do nowadays and we had more respect for life they have no respect for life nowadays I, again, Papa, you couldn't be more wrong, my brother. Okay? You couldn't be more wrong. Uh, Duncan still sets the second best pick on the team. Yeah, no, I mean, Duncan, I'm telling you, he's headed down the UD path. He's going to become a beloved Heat player. He's going to be that guy that you appreciate more and more every year. Again, not a superstar, just like UD, not a superstar. But he's going to be that guy if he stays here for his whole career and, and the way he's improved. And I, I can only expect Duncan to get better now because that's all he does now. He works his ass off. 
Super chats? Oh, I'm sorry. I missed it. Oh, there you go, Frankie. You got a super chat in. Let's do it. Uh, Big O, let's talk about the biggest thing that's happened this weekend. Elimination Chamber. What grade would you give WWE for that live event? Bro, I didn't watch it. You know, you asked me to pick up, pick fights between people. I, I didn't watch the Elimination Chamber. You want to fill me in here, Sean? Because, you know, I, I can only make picks here. I didn't naturally watch the event or anything. So, yes, sir? I would give it probably a B. Oh, so it was pretty good then. It was, it was decent. It got across what it needed to do. It's the build to get to WrestleMania, the final stop on the road to WrestleMania, which is what it did. I mean, a lot of people are saying, oh, everything was predictable, but that's what it's for. It's there to be the road to WrestleMania. Now they've got a month to add to those stories. Okay. All right. Well, Frankie looks like it's pretty good, my brother. You know, I didn't watch it, so I wouldn't know. Plus, I don't think my opinion's worthy for you wrestling fans of how good something is or bad because I don't watch it enough to know. I can make a pick between two fighters if you want, but but um, I'm not well-versed enough that my opinion would be an educated one. Again, I have no problem telling you when I don't know something. You know, I know some others out there, you have a problem with that. You got to know about everything. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, no, that, I don't know. My opinion wouldn't carry much weight in that sense. It's more this guy's opinion than, than, than mine. Uh, let's see. When I did wrong, my mom hit me with a belt. I was raised to have manners, respect, and polite. Yep, exactly. These kids aren't even close to that, dude. I'm an, I'm an, uh, I'm an expert on what a penny loafer to the ass feels like. <laughs> uh, oh, what grade would you give Ross in his 15 years as owner of our fins? Oh, probably a D plus. Because he spends. Now, the problem is it's 15 years. So this group here has to get it done so it can raise his grade to, you know, a C or B. Overall. So we'll see. Hopefully this group will get him out of that hole. That's what it needs. Uh, I remember getting paddled and ruler slapped on the hand in preschool background. I've told you guys this story about catechism. St. Michael's. 70s. You got out of line in catechism. Papo, right? Is there Papa? What is it? Is it Papo or Papa? Papa, see if they do this now. Catechism, catechism, uh, uh, none would grab my fingers. I've told you guys this story before. Bunch them up like this. Bunch them up like that. Then she'd grab her index and thumb, and she'd wrap it up like that. And then your fingers start getting red. Red. You see how they're getting red? Because I'm squeezing the shit out of it. And she would hold it like that. And then she would grab a ruler, Papa. And she'd go, wah, 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 three times. And your tips of your fingers were on fire, bro. And you were like, and you were like holding it in. You didn't want to cry because you got to act like the tough guy and all that. You try doing that to a kid nowadays. 
see what happens. Don't ever compare us to kids nowadays. No. We had fun. We really did not go out of our way to be disrespectful to adults. We didn't go out of our way to really hurt people physically. Okay? We didn't go out of our way to attack human beings and beat them up and all that kind of shit like we see nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Um, there was homophobia, but it wasn't to the point that you were getting physical with somebody. You might end up making a joke about them. I remember that. But it wasn't a gang of five people to go beat up someone that is from, you know, the LGBTQ community or something like that. There's a lot of shit that goes on nowadays that would never happen back in the day because there were there were contingencies in place that kept you in line. And those contingencies are all gone now. And the parents, they're not tough enough nowadays. And that's the problem. So you're not tough enough with your kid and you let your kid walk all over you. So. Sailor and Ethereum are taken off, according to Frankie. Well, I know Ethereum's been taken off. 3,152. All right. It's up uh, 3%. You know, it's up over $550 in the last two weeks. Ethereum. And then would you say, hey, Thaler. Sailor climbing back up again. Let's see. What do we got now with Sailor? Up 8.8%. I like it. Up over 8 cents. Did Van Archain hit 10? No, but it's at 9.6, so that's good. It's been cruising. Neutron's up at $1.77. Pendle's at $2.93. Okay. All right. Things are all right. Things are good. Jasmine got back into the green, barely, but it was in the red, so now it's back in the green. I like it. I like it. I like it. Gala up 8.7%. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, some good stuff going on in the market. All right. Okay. Uh, Lisa says, I got spanked more times than I could count. There were no three, two, one countdowns for a kid to do something. If my dad had to say three, you were already toast. Exactly. Yeah. Please do not compare the environment we grew up in compared to these kids nowadays. It's not even close. Not even close. So. Chris says, I grew up in the 80s. I got belt metal part beaten on me. Uh, he'd be in prison if you did that these days to your kid. Exactly, Chris. Exactly. Made my son go get the belt last night. <laughs> uh, one of the biggest problems in the decay of the family unit, the U.S. has the world's highest rate of children living in single-parent households. And it's been rising since the eight, since the sixties. Yeah. I grew up in a single parent household. My parents divorced when I was like seven. Once I was like seven, my dad never came back to the house and, you know, and they had an ugly ass divorce and I was in the middle of it and all that. 
but my mom was strict, man. Uh, my mom would kick my ass with no problem. And by the way, you know, it's another difference also compared to kids nowadays. We knew we deserved it. We, you might end up crying. You might be frustrated. You might be mad at your parents or whatever. But deep down inside, you knew you were wrong. What do you think about these kids nowadays? Holy shit, to try to convince them that they're wrong? The reasoning that comes out at times will baffle you. Thank God my daughter wasn't like that, but I've seen it. I've witnessed it with others. Wow. So different, different world, man. Different world. Uh, Big O, your old man yelling at Cloud. Your gun, uh, your gen was a lot worse. There just wasn't cameras around to film it. No, my brother, we're not even. We're not even close. I, I get it, my man. You're probably young, and you're you want to try to defend your side or anything. You can't even compare. Can't even compare, my brother. It's not even close. Uh, nowadays, uh, kids are incredibly stupid. They lack common sense more than ever. And they're weak on top of all of that. It's not a strong group of individuals in general. I'll tell you, it's a soft ass society. Why? Contingencies are no longer in place. So, you know. TikTok has made a lot of gen uh, kooky, like, uh, LOL, your gen doesn't have what they did on film as well as we do. It's always been a shit show. Um, if we had TikTok then, you would have gotten your ass kicked if you did something stupid. That's the Again, the contingencies are gone. They're all gone. And that's the problem. Like I told you. A neighbor could be bringing you by the ear to your house. You do that today, you're fighting that neighbor. Let go of my kid, how dare you, and you're in, a, you're in a fight with your neighbor. That's not how it used to be. You'd grab the ear, and it was like a track and field relay. Your, your mom's picking up the ear where that other person left off and whacking your ass on the way inside to the house whole different ball game bro whole different ball game contingencies are not in place anymore that's that's why there's there's not stuff to keep you in line so big old true story i grew up without my biological father and at this age i don't miss him yeah that as and that means the other parent did their job that's all uh let's see what else uh i would be afraid if we hit the great depression and world war ii with this reaction <laughs> i'm 22 years old and my mom and dad never beat me but i did something wrong all it took was a smack and one stare and i was put in place yeah but and let me tell you uh you got a smack wow uh, they don't even do that anymore a lot of parents can't do that anymore Uh, maybe not violence, but a lack of respect to authority in the values of respect has gone out the way. Oh, yeah, they have no respect. 
Zero. Zero. You, you want you want no respect? Did you guys see Cam Newton? That was crazy, dude. Cam Newton was uh, at an event. And all of a sudden, he got attacked by a uh, by a couple of dudes. And I'm going to show it to you. Okay, I'm going to show you the video of it. Where are we at here? Here we go. Yeah, let's uh, let's show you. Here we go. Make sure we got the. Okay, good. All right. So this is a video. Let me see here. He's at an event. I'm going to show you now the video, and I'll read you the story. But this is crazy. I don't know if you guys saw this over the weekend with Cam Newton. There's one part that I do find kind of funny. I hate to say it. All right, let me enlarge it now so that way you guys can see better. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to fire away. I mean, this is like a nutty ass story. So you see them go after Cam, right? They clearly didn't really affect him too much, by the way. Cam's kind of a big guy. You 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 better be big and strong if you think you're gonna, you know, take out Cam Newton. Although I will say this, out of everything, I was wondering if they were attacking him because of the hat. And the fact that the hat stayed on the entire time is impressive. I got to say, that's a good hat right there. So the former MVP was standing in front of a tent for WBS, which is an online football apparel brand that stands for We Ball Sports. A video shows Newton trying to hold off about three guys when someone else comes in from the side and hits him. Newton tossed aside one of the people, had another one in a headlock, and was able to get most of the people away from him before people stepped in to break things up. He didn't even throw a punch in the clip that went viral. Very few details were available regarding the fight outside and what was captured on video. Uh, the incident appeared to take place at Coretta Scott King Young's Women's Leadership Academy in Atlanta. Newton may have been there for his C1N Foundation, which is a seven-on-seven -seven football league. People were impressed by how well the former Carolina Panther quarterback handled himself while being attacked by several people. They were more impressed that Noon's hat stayed on, which is actually true. I was tripping out that the hat stayed on. But this is the kind of shit that goes on. And look, I know Cam is not like the most likable guy sometimes or whatever. Um, you know what I'm saying? But why attack him? This is the kind of shit that we have now that goes on. And it just shows you how people have changed so much in today's world and kids are just completely different and that's that's a perfect example right there again just not the kind of stuff that would have happened years ago not at all so anyway uh what else do we have uh is duncan robinson dirty 
is the question. Some fans, by the way, were calling the heat forward in the New Orleans game that featured a fight resulting in discipline from the league, but there was a fight between the teams that seemed to overshadow everything, including a play where Robinson tripped Herb Jones. And so I'm going to pull it up for you again. Pull up this one because this one is not a good look, by the way, for um, for Duncan. It it does look very um, God. What's that guy's name? What's the what's the Duke player's name that I can't stand, Sean? Oh, God. Trying to remember his damn name. All right, here we go. Let me let me get the uh let me get the Grayson Allen. High- that's it Grayson Allen that's him Grayson Allen all right so let me pull it up for you and okay here we go so this is Herb Jones of the Pelicans and here's Duncan Robinson on the floor okay not a good this is not a good look for Duncan Robinson to be quite honest it's not Okay. And here you go. He falls, and now he sticks out his leg and his arm to try, and then he kind of pulls back to try to trip him. And just a a bad look for Duncan. Now, you know, it that one kind of went viral that night because of that. The other thing that went viral was Jimmy Butler that night because, you know, he got suspended. So that night, Jimmy Butler also posted, had a hilarious post. Uh, here we go. Oh, well, it's on an IG. I got I to gotta, I gotta post the IG. He, first, he blamed Jovic, by the way. He blamed Jovic for the um, for the altercation, and then he posted a a picture of him. Here we go. Oh, wait a minute! I went to the wrong one. What's going on here? Come on! There we go. Went to the wrong one. So he posted this on Sunday. Um, I'm sorry, on Saturday night after the incident. Here we go. It's kind of funny, by the way. Remember we told you that Bad Boys is filming today? Well, then he kind of, since him and Jovic were the ones suspended, Jimmy Butler then tweeted this out. Oh, that's good. That's good. That was good. 
Right, you can do the editing stuff. I can't do that stuff yet. I don't know how to do that stuff. Somebody's got to teach me how to do that kind of stuff. You got to teach me how to Dougie. Teach me how to Dougie. Teach me how to Dougie. That's what you got to do. Anyway. All right. Uh, Duncan isn't dirty. He's definitely a blue-collar old-school player. Yeah, no, but it still was a bad look for him. He He wanted to trip him. He wanted to trip him there. They busted him, you know. That, that I can't defend it. I'd love to defend it, but I'm not. Um, and I'm not saying he's dirty, but I am saying that it's not a good look for him because it looked bad. It looked like that's what he thought of in that moment. And then, you know, got this Jasmine hat about a year ago. A year ago, it wasn't that popular for me to wear this Jasmine hat. We're like, what the hell is Jasmine? Who's Jasmine? This, that. Now I noticed, by the way, on YouTube that, oh, my God, how many people now are all of a sudden Jasmine experts and they're all talking about Jasmine. I'm like, it's really interesting. I didn't see you talking about Jasmine a month ago, three months ago, six months ago, a year ago. I didn't see you talking about Jasmine. Yeah, they're just getting on the bandwagon right now. Too funny. Too freaking funny. All right. What else do we have going on? Oh, how about the fight in uh, in UFC? Did you see that? I'm, I'm talking about in the stands, Sean. You didn't see it? Oh, dude. You. Oh, my God. There was this fight, and this dude got like... I mean, completely knocked out. Let me see if they show it here. If I have it. Uh, let's see. Trying to find the USC brawl. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. It is 237. I want to make sure that I... I put the right one. But in the stands, there were some crazy-ass brawls. And one of them, there was this one guy, dude, that just got absolutely clocked. And he got, I mean, I, I don't know if the guy's all right or what, but he got knocked silly that he was out cold. And I don't know if I could find the, uh, um, I just put a UFC 37. And, um, oh, you know what? Maybe it's probably yeah. UFC Fight Night 37 because they're on UFC that- like something 290 something already. So it's probably Fight Night 37. Oh, I have, oh, I have it, I have it here, but it's more off of a more off. I know of it's the, the UFC Mexico City, is, is the one I believe it was. That's how you do it? Okay. Let's see. But, dude, that guy got clocked. I mean, he got absolutely knocked out. I see the, the Dana talking about it. Here's some of the uh, – somebody showing pictures of it. But I need something like – I need the real video. 
what a shame. I, I got to find the real video to show you guys that video because that video, I mean, crazy shit, dude. Absolutely nutty stuff. Yeah, I can't find it right now. I have it here on, on TMZ, but not uh, not on the Twitter feed here, unfortunately. Whew. I still I'm I'm picturing the knockout myself and it was uh it was actually brutal. I don't know if you could find it, Sean, but it would be cool to show it so people can check it out cuz it was bad. Uh the Cincinnati Bengals are going to end up screwing T Higgins. They're going to tag him at 22 million and he's going to end up signing the tag. He has no choice. What's he going to do? Hold out and not earn the money? and never see that money, he's going to come back. Problem is, and I get what Cincinnati's got to do, um, until you got to pay the other guy, which that's coming up, they're not going to be able to keep both. But for now, you have one more shot at keeping them together and try to make some kind of a run for the Super Bowl again, you know, as long as Joe Burrow can stay healthy. But I saw where he's going to get tagged. T. Higgins won't get his big contract for two years. Because he's going to have to play under the tag this year. Next year, they won't tag him again. Cincinnati is way too cheap. And they're going to have to pay people and all that kind of stuff. So it won't happen. But I kind of feel bad for the guy because he's a number one wide receiver. And now he's got to put his health at risk and play a year on a one-year contract. Yeah, it'll be $22 million or whatever it is. Oh, you found it? Oh, dude, this this fight is classic. Enlarge it so that so people can see it, and you can uh, check it out. It it this is one hell of a fight. Watch the watch the guy that's turned to you to his back. He's got a gray shirt and kind of bald to the right top right of the arrow where he's about to hit. I'm, I'm pulling it off the site right now, so I can't really enlarge it. Okay, all right, we'll play it. Play it. Well, if you. It, the tweet itself above it if you hit the tweet itself it'll enlarge right where the right above it there you go there you go now you gotta there and see look at that boom bam oh man play it again sam He's just swinging away, and then the other guy comes out of nowhere and just says, oh, let me finish this fool out. Are you standing? Here comes the other guy. Boom. <laughs> Woo. He just flopped, baby. He just flopped. Holy moly. <laughs> Audio and all now? Bam. We're getting all angles of the guy getting absolutely dropped at the fight. All right. We are uh, out of here. Big O, the NFL has yet to say who the Eagles will play in week one in Brazil. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I think it's not going to be the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are not playing any any uh, out-of-country uh, games this year. I think that's already been kind of said. 
Uh, let's see. I know a few months away, but safe bet the Dolphins are using the majority of the draft picks. O-line deal and edge. Could be. Yeah. Uh, tight end also could be an option. A vicious left hook and down goes Frazier. Frankie says he sent another video there. I think that's the second one you played, right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for uh, supporting. Don't forget to smash the hell out of the like button. Watch as much as you can. Watch time is very important for us. And, of course, if you want to support the show, you can donate Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. On behalf of Sean Stanley and Ira Winderman, we will see you tomorrow. Same time. Same place. Same bat channel. <laughs>